This episode of The Canadian Expat was originally produced on video for YouTube. To watch the video, go to YouTube and search for Canadian Expat. Welcome to The Canadian Expat, where we continue on our journey speaking with Canadians that are living abroad so that we might gain a bit of inspiration, obtain some advice, and perhaps hear a few cautionary tales. Today, we go to Scotland. Scotland has been a part of the United Kingdom since 1707, but for the outsider, the relationship between Scotland and the rest of the UK can be a bit confusing. When someone mentions Scotland, I for one think of skirmishes with the English, castles lost and won, and bagpipes bellowing their sorrowful tales to the evening wind while an entire kilt-wearing country sips exquisite Scotch whiskey both peaty and smoky, to keep themselves warm during the damp, cold, dreary Scottish summer. We're about to find out how wrong I am. My next guest is Ashley Bielowski, originally from Vancouver. She moved to Scotland in 2015. She and her husband, who moved to the UK from Poland, are photographers, videographers and bloggers their site, One Journey Away, is dedicated to show off some of their incredible work and help travelers with some great information, not only about Edinburgh, where they currently live, but about a ton of other destinations in Scotland, the UK, and other countries around the EU. I've placed a link to their website and their YouTube channel below in the description. Ashley, welcome to the Canadian Expat. Hi, thank you for having me. So just how wrong am I about Scotland? How wrong? <laughs> I think you've pointed out a lot of the stereotypes, like if someone doesn't know about Canada, they'd probably say very stereotypical things. <laughs> um, I guess I'm in kind of a multicultural city that's maybe a bit more similar to Vancouver than uh, what you would maybe expect of the stereotypical Scotland. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about life in Edinburgh. It, to be honest, it's not that much different from life in Vancouver in the in the kind of um, just everyday sense, I guess. You know, I go to work, I take the bus to work, um, I come home, eat, you know, I do all that kind of thing. Um, I guess maybe, yeah, culturally, there, there are slight differences, not huge differences, um, which is kind of good for me in, in the sense of, you know, easing into like a different a different place um i think maybe it would just be a couple of language things i know they speak english here as well but um vocabulary wise it, it, it took a lot of um switching a few words around like saying lift instead of elevator um a torch is a flashlight um a lorry instead of a truck uh, bin instead of, or instead of, um, you know, what do we call bin? Like a garbage can, <laughs> um, uh, or uh, rubbish instead of garbage, things like that. It sounds like it's a an interesting place though to be. Yeah, um, we're coming up now on uh, kind of festival season, which is in August. So tons and tons. I mean, there are tourists all year round, but 
uh, people really come to Edinburgh in August uh, when there are multiple uh, festivals that are on. So the Royal Mile, which is kind of the main um, street uh, in the old town in Edinburgh, is just packed. It's packed with tourists, it's packed with people who are performing, uh, often like free, free events and uh, just kind of all over the city. It's, it's jammed, it's full of life. Um, it's, it's, it's quite something else. So what took you to Scotland in the first place? Initially, I just wanted to travel around Europe a bit more to be closer to Europe. As you know, Vancouver is the furthest major city in Canada from uh, Europe. And with kind of the very few holidays, um, like the holiday time that I got when I was working in Vancouver, you know, like two weeks a year, it's not really much, especially when you're flying, you know, halfway around the world. Uh, and so the working holiday visa that the Canadian and the UK governments have was kind of my um, good, you know, stepping stone into, sorry, my glasses keep falling out, um, a good kind of uh, stepping stone to, or not a stepping stone, but um, a good place to base myself. Um, to be able to travel easily around Europe. There's so many, you know, cheap flights, you can take the train around. It's, it's just so accessible here. And there's way more holiday time here as well. So how much holiday time do you get? So the kind of legal minimum for the UK, if you're working like kind of standard full-time five days a week, 30 or 40 hours a week um, is 28 days. Uh, and where I work right now, we get uh, 32 days. 32 or 36? I don't recall. One or the other. Um, and after five years, you get 40 days. That's a considerable amount of time. It is, yeah. And especially when there are so many different countries and places that are so close by um, where you can just kind of go and you have like six weeks of holidays. <laughs> it's, it's, you know, a considerable difference from Canada. So this was back in 2015. So we're talking now <clears throat> almost, almost five years, I guess. Uh, I came here towards the end of uh, 2015, so almost four years. And you met your husband there. Yeah, the timing just worked out well. I mean, initially I moved with the kind of mindset that, oh, I'm only going to be here for two years. Uh, and then just kind of near the beginning of the visa, uh, when, I, when I moved, um, we met. And so just the timing worked out well that, you know, we could kind of, you know, start a relationship, or have it be kind of long-ish enough, <laughs> you know, um, that we could like get married and allow me to stay and all that. Now, I, I know visas can be an issue, right? So you've got, um, for your sake, you for, your, for yourself, you went to uh, Scotland uh, on the working holiday visa, and that's a two-year visa. But I understand you were able to stay there longer than two years. Yeah. What's that story about? Yeah. So it's, I mean, it's, it's quite difficult uh, to stay. I mean, I think probably for most kind of Western countries, they, they make it as hard as possible for you to stay. Um, so kind of my, my options were either to get married or to go back to school. I didn't want to go back to school. I didn't want to kind of fork out that money. I didn't have anything I really wanted to just kind of officially study. Um, and since we were kind of together already, uh, that was kind of the, I mean, some people might think it's too soon, like, oh, after a year, you're getting married already. <laughs> um, but it was kind of the logical choice. Just, I mean, it would have happened eventually. It's just, it got pushed up for the sake of being able to stay together. 
Um, and I think probably for a lot of people that, you know, have met where they're from different countries, it might be something that they have had to do as well. So we got married, it was January, 2017. And my, I was still on in, within my two year uh, work visa. And then I applied for um, essentially like a spousal visa um, because he's European and not British. Um, it's actually a lot easier and it's a lot cheaper <laughs> than if he was British, just because it, uh, he's part of the EU and, you know, because EU, I mean, Brexit's coming, but EU has um, the uh, kind of, you know, the freedom of movement rights within the UK. And so um, the visa is essentially, a, what is it, like a spousal visa? of a EEA, European, oh, European, I forget what it stands for, EEA citizen. So it includes like Switzerland, you know, all those countries. Um, and it was 65, 65 pounds only. And I mean, it is a lot of paperwork. I think after Brexit, it's, it's changing to like some electronic stuff. I haven't dealt with that yet. But um, you have to send a lot of uh, documentation and kind of proof of your relationship so that you know it, they know it's not a sham <laughs> marriage um, and so I you know you, you do have to wait a long time you have to surrender your passport um, but in the end I mean I had I personally had no problems with it um, there was the chance that we could be investigated by the home office um, but fortunately that didn't happen for us when you say you had to surrender your passport, is that permanent or your temporary? No, no it's just for the application. Uh, so we both had to give our passports to the home office along with kind of, you know, everything else, <laughs> um, your marriage certificate, all, you know, everything. Um, but then they, you know, give that back to you after. Now, you'd mentioned Brexit and some uncertainties, and we've heard from some of the other people that we've spoken about or spoken to that uh, Brexit is uh, a little bit concerning. How about for yourself? How's Brexit fitting into your life in in uh, in the UK? How are you foreseeing things changing in the future? Um, for us, I mean, in terms of just like immigration wise. Um, we're not overly concerned. Um, my husband's a permanent resident already. He has his little document, you know, just proof that he's a permanent resident. We're meant to get this settled and pre-settled status stuff for, you know, EU citizens and their family members for when Brexit comes, which we'll do kind of at the beginning of next year, since Brexit hasn't even happened yet. <laughs> um, but I mean, on a day-to-day -day basis, we, I mean, kind of, I don't think it'll affect us much. I know I, I'm sure I've heard of like other people being told like, oh, go back to where you've come from and all that kind of thing. Fortunately, I've, I have, or we haven't experienced any of that, thankfully. I don't know if it has to do with the fact that maybe Scotland's a bit more accepting than England, I don't know. <laughs> but um, uh, nothing kind of drastic. We're not like scared. I mean, knock on wood, we're not scared that, oh, we're going to be told like, oh, you have to leave because you're, you know, European or married to European, you know, uh, I'm not, I'm not too concerned just in terms of immigration type of stuff, everyday stuff like, you know, flight prices or um, prices of like your groceries. I mean, 
that's kind of like a time will tell type of thing, depending on what they agree on with trade and all that kind of stuff. So uh, with the time that you've spent in the UK now, is there anything from home that you're missing? Sometimes I do miss some Asian food. <laughs> um, you know, Vancouver has a lot of you know Chinese, Japanese food. My grandma always cooked. Um, and here I'm kind of weary of trying, you know, any places that are like, oh, Chinese takeaway or, you know, there's like some Japanese places, but I think they're more like British oriented or like oriented for like British, you know, taste buds. And I've tried a place called Yo Sushi here and <laughs> so I'm, I'm, I'm kind of skeptical about trying more kind of Asian food. I mean, that's the kind of thing I miss. Um, not much else though. I've, I've found it pretty easy to kind of get into kind of the swing of things here and I don't actually really get homesick. Do you get back to Canada often? Uh, once a year at least. Um, so we've been back since I've been here. 15, 16, 17. Yeah, four times. Um, we haven't been back since last August, but um, we're hoping to go back for Christmas this year because we weren't there last year because I didn't have my passport because I was changing my name. <laughs> now, with the, um, I guess, the operations that you're you're working with, of course, on the website, you've got the your business going with your husband. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're up to with that? Yeah, so it's something we kind of just decided to start kind of at the beginning of this year. Uh, we've kind of been traveling since we first kind of met, essentially, because um, I, you know, at the time I, I thought I was only going to be here for two years. I was like, okay, go, go, go. <laughs> you know, use up all my holiday time and go travel. Um, you know, we've toned it down a bit um, now that, you know, I know that I'm going to be here kind of indefinitely. Um, but traveling is kind of our, kind of the thing that, we've been doing since we've been together and so we're like oh we've been to like so many places i've always liked taking photos he's um become kind of really interested in taking uh videos and i've always liked writing so i was like oh why don't we kind of just start something um like a website youtube channel that kind of thing just uh, mostly for like family family and friends to um to kind of be more I mean not that we don't keep them up to date but you know just to you know read more about what we've experienced in the places that we go and if we're, I mean we obviously we live in Edinburgh we don't travel all the time so um, even exploring Edinburgh Scotland um, you know places around Edinburgh um, taking photos videos being you know our tips for you know um, you know how to make the most of your time in certain places or or what have you I think it's just 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 kind of a fun thing for us to um, to kind of kind of share our knowledge, I guess, to for places that we've been and you know within Edinburgh and Scotland as well. It's a great way to start. Um, we spoke with not that long ago Simon and Martina. The it's a Canadian couple that are living in Japan. They have just over one point five million followers now on their YouTube channel, yeah. and yeah. it started. For them in an almost identical way as you are and that's just as a, a way of educating family and friends back home about what they're up to and it's grown into their full-time careers they're they're both very busy just doing their youtube channel right now so which is fantastic is that some what of an aspiration for you too <laughs> 
Oh, we, we can hope, I guess. <laughs> I know these things take, um, you know, time, they take a lot of work. It's not like an overnight thing where, you know, you just, you decide to start a blog or a YouTube channel and woo, you get like, you know, a thousand subscribers or followers. Um, but it's something that we're hoping to keep up um, and just kind of, we'll see where it goes. If it goes to that point where we've got, you know, thousands and thousands of, of subscribers and followers and we can maybe turn it into a monetary thing. I think, yeah, I don't think we can complain about that. With that, Ashley, thank you very much for joining us. Ah, thank you for so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. And thank you very much for watching. If you've enjoyed today's program, I'd invite you to hit the like button. Make sure you subscribe if you haven't already. And please comment below if you'd like to participate in one of these conversations. We'd love to be able to speak with you about your expat experience. Until next time. Thank you.